Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. The NFL draft is one of the most anticipated days of any football fan's calendar, and that also means fantasy football season is not too far behind. DynastySportsEmpire.com is going to change the way you play fantasy football. DSE offers fantasy football gamers of all skill levels an opportunity to draft and retain your well-maintained rosters and players for their entire NFL career. Highlighted with large rosters, high-scoring games, easy payouts, and amazing online community, DSE has everything you would want in a challenging online experience. Please visit them online at DynastySportsEmpire.com. That's DynastySportsEmpire.com. And check out all the amazing formats for this upcoming fantasy football season. On the show today, we wrap up the NFL draft and all the associated Aaron Rodgers drama um, as always, you can email us at DSE, the podcast at gmail.com at DSE podcast on Twitter, DSE, the podcast on Instagram, rate and review us on Apple podcast, help other people find us. Uh, and that's it. So welcome to dynasty sports empire, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Roman. And alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who gets a plus on all of his draft grades, Tim Reinhardt. Welcome Tim. What's going on, Jeff? Uh, I, I don't know if my, my fantasy baseball draft is an A plus at this point, but um, I'll well, take the compliment. Would you say as a teacher, you are a hard grader or, or an easy grader? Um, I think that the the book on me is that that I'm a tough grader. Um, wow. Okay. But um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. That's I, I, I don't know uh, if I am or not. That's a great question. I, I mean, I guess okay. so. <laughs> I mean, they, you, they can't I, I be think, wrong. So. Right. Yeah. Is there, is there, didn't there used to be like, or I don't know, there's probably like a, a site or an app where like a kid's got yeah, review their teachers or something. Teacher.com. I, I, <laughs> there you go. yeah. Um, that, that was a thing a long, a, a, a while ago. Um, okay. So yeah, there's, there's a few things. I believe my name is misspelled wrong on that. Um, okay. So it, the, the way I look at it is the, the compliments are, intended for me and uh the the poor comments were intended for some other guy that has the same last name but spelled <laughs> that's that's right exactly yeah. yeah it's just a mix up mix up all the poor comments or some other other tim reinhardt yeah with maybe reinhardt yeah maybe a reinhardt yeah something just like to, you know change around the 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 lettering uh put nature in a yeah. different place yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah pretty that's much. a different guy yeah not me it's also a teacher different guy yeah all right so Speaking of different guys, uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers may be in a situation where they are going to have a different guy at quarterback. Yeah. Um, Right before the draft. So let's do a little chronology here. Um, Right before the draft, um, that mid-afternoon, Adam Schefter, a bunch of other places dropped that Aaron Rodgers was unhappy with the Packers and was not going to come back to the Packers next year. He basically said you know, I'll sit out rather than come back. Yes. Um, then early on in the draft or, or right before it started, we got some really hot Denver Broncos trade uh, rumors. Um, so much so that I texted you, you like, did. hey, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite go down. Um, but now he, since the draft, he has said either the general manager goes or I go, which is bold. Um, and if you are the team president, it's an easy decision. Um, and since then, there's been more uh, drama about him ripping people and him uh, threatening to just go to Jeopardy instead. Yeah. Um, he showed what up, do you think about this whole situation? He showed up to the Kentucky Derby um, wearing a name tag that said Turd Ferguson, which is <laughs> the character from the SNL Jeopardy skits. <laughs> that, that's from so, the um, Celebrity Jeopardy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, he's uh, he's um, he's an enigma, isn't he? It really he is, and I mean, I think somebody mentioned it to me, or, or I, I heard it on a podcast. Um, that you know, if the Green Bay Packers think that they are going to, you know, win this staring contest with Aaron Rodgers, well, Aaron Rodgers hasn't talked to his family in like a decade. 
Right. He just, he yeah. just ghosted them out. So I don't know if they're going to be able to actually wait him out here based on his personality and what we've seen in other, other places. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting. It's sort of a, a trend, I guess, in some, with some sports stars, uh, these days that are, you know, essentially trying to maneuver their way to either get what they want or get out of town. Um, and he, I guess he has the leverage, uh, and he's using it and, you know, maybe, maybe he will go to jeopardy or, you know, he, he has to even, you know, they haven't even like chosen who the, who the guest or who the host is going to be the next permanent host is going to be, uh, unless he's got some inside information there. But like, yeah, he, I guess like he's, he's a guy, you know, I heard somebody say on the radio, he's a guy that like, you know, there's more to, there's more to him than football. And he, uh, he's one of those guys that could just be okay walking away from it. And maybe that's the way this, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a bizarre story um, to, to follow for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, it- this has been the case in the NBA for quite a while, but I think in the NFL, this is happening more, certainly with quarterbacks, but other high profile players where they're just realizing, well, I'm bigger than anybody on the team and anybody in management. So if I say it's me or some guy in management, I didn't, I don't even know who the GM of the Packers is. Whoever's in charge of Packers, they don't have an owner per se, um, is basically going to choose Aaron Rodgers as they should, right? Because the GMs are, you know, there's a lot of different people who could be a GM. Um, there's five or less people who could be Aaron Rodgers. Um, so when you get one of those guys, you got to you gotta hold on to them. And they've made it, you know, obviously the Packers have made a lot of mistakes to this point, To that it's even to this point with him. Yeah. Um, so I find it hard to believe that he would actually leave uh, or they actually you give in and trade them, especially now that it's after the draft. Like, what are you going to take draft capital for from a team for next year when you're trading them also Aaron Rodgers? So you're making their draft pick worse. Um, so I don't see how they do it now. Um, probably I think he's got a little bit of a better out after this season. So maybe it's that, but he's still only 30. He's still not only, but he is 37. So like, it's not like he's got a bunch of years left. Um, unless he's on that Tom Brady regimen. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, 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 he certainly sees the MVP. He certainly seems like he's got, he's got some years left. Um, so it's just, I guess, really a matter of if he really wants to, if he wants to do it where he wants to be, uh, he is one of those players that can call his shots like that. I, I think, um, and if, if it doesn't work out, well, then, you know, he'll go on to something else. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, I guess I would be surprised if he doesn't end up playing for the Packers this year. Um, it's certainly it, it, it's po- yeah, possible. It, it's, I would be surprised, but it's definitely possible. It's so. very much so within the realm of possibility. I would agree. With you. Yeah, I think that one's going to have a, a few more twists and turns as we uh, enter like the summer and, you know, looking for NFL stories to keep us uh active yeah. <laughs> during the off season. So Aaron Rodgers, welcome to the carousel. He's on, have it. a seat, He's... have a seat on the, uh, the horse that goes up and down or the, the llama or the tiger, or, yeah. you know, he's, take your pick. I'd say he's on the lead horse, uh, right. Yeah. Now. He's, he's probably, well, yeah, he's probably, it's uh, hilarious because no. it's a circle. There is no lead. Horse. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 <laughs> That's what I was going to say. No, no, no. It depends. It all depends on your perspective. Well, Everybody's in a lead horse yeah. in the circular carousel. Exactly. So. All right, so that a little bit overshadowed the draft, and I think there's a couple of where that affects the draft a little bit on how teams did. Um, but I asked you to prepare three winners and three losers, and I got three winners and three losers. So let's—I I wanted to compare and see what we thought. So go ahead and give me one of your winners. Like uh, I don't know if you're at him in any particular order. Yeah. So um, I will go with the. Uh, the Chicago Bears as yep. also also on my list yeah. there as a winner. I happen to think that they got the best quarterback, not named, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and they then backed that up with an offensive lineman that uh, presumably is going to be protecting him. Uh, if if all goes well, 
uh, that's the that's the next you know that's the next decade uh, or the, that's a decade chain you know altering draft right there. You get your franchise quarterback. You get a guy that's gonna um, in the second round an offensive tackle from uh, from Oklahoma that's going to. Uh, what do you call it? That's going to hold down the right side of that line. It looks like uh, for the next, you know, hopefully if you're the bears, you want, you know, the next 10 years and you've got, you've got a lot of good things working for you in that, in that regard. So I like that. I just, that one, two punch right there puts them in the wind column. Yep. And I, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people were saying, well, they gave up so much to move up. Um, but if you get that quarterback, that plays for you for 10 years at a high level, it doesn't matter what you gave up. Um, you know, other teams obviously gave up multiple ones for like Jared Goff and other, other things like that. Carson Wentz. Right. Um, but that doesn't matter if they play well. So um, what do you make of them kind of talking at this point? Like, Oh, um, Andy Dalton is going to be our quarterback this year. And then maybe we'll play him next year. Like, what do you make of that talk? Yeah, the the Kansas City model, I, people calling it right, like the or the Patrick right. Holmes model, or I mean, I guess really it was the Aaron Rodgers model back in, you know, back then. Um, I don't think it's a great idea, uh, but you know, maybe maybe it's a. It, it sounds like they did all the right things. They they called Andy Dalton. They said, "Here, look, we're trading." You know, they let him know uh, we're trading up. We're going to go get this guy. Um, so they they avoided the Aaron Rodgers Packers situation. It sounds like not that sure. Dalton would have had the leverage to do it. Um, <laughs> sure. He's doing, but I, I guess, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I think when you draft a quarterback that early, uh, you, you usually do want to get him in sooner rather than later. Um, doesn't mean it has to be right away, but I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season um, he's, he's starting over Dalton. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously this is a bold move and, and a court for a quarterback that we both like. Um, but also uh, Nagy and Pace, Nagy being the coach, Ryan Pace being the GM, were basically spared from being fired this offseason. This gives them another lease on life where they can say, look, you know, we need to work with Justin Fields. He's our guy. Like, don't you can't fire us now. We, we have this this new quarterback that we have to work with, right? He's just getting used to our system. Like we need a couple of years to, to get it going. So yeah, um, I, I, I did listen to uh, a podcast where they uh, hinted that Nagy was purposefully tanking Trubisky <laughs> so that he could get another quarterback. Um, and so expecting a, a bounce back from his play calling um, in future years, so that uh, with with a new quarterback, that's not Trubisky. So that's a little bit of a deep uh, deep dive uh, there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite a conspiracy. Yeah, um, <laughs> especially because you could just get fired before you get another quarterback and another chance at a um, at a professional uh, head coaching job. So that that it seemed a little far fetched, but you know, uh, who knows? Who knows what these guys? Yeah. All right. So we both have the Bears on okay. our list. Um, Go ahead and give me another one of your winners. All right. Um, I will go with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore okay. Ravens. I, do, I don't have them on, on my All list. Right. Tell, me, so tell me on this. The Baltimore Ravens went ahead and they got, in the end of the first round, Rashad Bateman. He's a wide receiver out of Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, I think, is one of the more underrated college football teams um, in, in the country. Uh, they, they've been super competitive the last couple of years. And, uh, I think that's, a that's a big pick. And then they, they seem to go, they seem to like the big 10, um, which I guess I am partial to. So they drafted a linebacker out of Penn state, but I, I think the steal of the draft, which is something that I was watching this, uh, live on Saturday, hoping that the jets would pick this guy and they didn't. Um, and it's definitely me being a homer, but also I think it's a good take. Um, they drafted in the fifth round, Sean Wade, the cornerback from Ohio state. Uh, he was a all American his junior year. Um, and he had a tough, he had a tough go of it last, uh, last year. Um, but to get somebody that was an all American corner, um, in the fifth round, if he has even any kind of bounce back to his upside, 
um, he is that's a steal in the fifth round to to go go ahead and grab somebody that could be a slot corner, uh, for example, which is what he probably projects as um, in the NFL. Uh, I think that's that just makes it um, makes it a huge win for the for the Ravens. Yep, and and Rashad Bateman is a little bit of a bigger wide receiver. Complements their their smaller Hollywood Brown that they yeah. have. Um, obviously, edge rusher, and and so th- they were kind of sitting pretty at the end of that first round. There was a um, couple of pretty good players still available there, um, so they did pretty good getting Bateman and um, edge rusher um, at pick thirty one. Um, they had two third round picks two fifth round picks, three fifth round picks yeah. and a fourth round pick. So they got another wide receiver, a couple cornerbacks, a guard guards, always like a good third, you know, second and third round pick where you got a guy who's basically going to start pretty soon. So um, I think they helped their defense and uh, I'll, I'll agree with that one. Not on my list, but I, I think they did well. They did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. All so right, let's next one. Let's, let's jump to, well, let's go through winners first. Yeah. Um, so give me your last winner that you have. The New York football jets. I think they did a great, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm proud of their draft. Um, they went and they got the franchise quarterback that they wanted, um, which is, or the, the quarterback they believe will be a franchise quarterback. Um, he looks like he's, he belongs in my, uh, my 11th grade history class. Um, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, then they went ahead and they used their draft capital to trade up to go grab, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who is gonna slip right in or slot right in, excuse me, uh, into the left guard, uh, slot. Um, and so you put together their draft last year, their first round pick, Makai Becton, and now uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, and you have the makings of an offensive line that should be able to better protect this this new asset in uh, Zach Wilson. But I think um, they're very serious about surrounding this quarterback with talent. Um, they went and grabbed Elijah Moore, uh, the speedster um wide out from Ole Miss uh in you know who was projected by a lot of people to be a first round pick he slips to the second round they went offense on all four of their first picks um and they actually drafted two guys named Michael Carter which is just impressive yes That's that's good scouting, you know, for by the uh, Jersey department. You get a two for one. Yeah, you just have to print print Carter twice. So um, funny story about that apparently is that they drafted Michael Carter in the fourth round, running back from North Carolina. I was watching this, and they showed some defensive back, um, like you know, like ESPN shows like the videos of like. Yeah. So the ESPN video is of uh, this like defensive back making a play. And I was like, oh, they probably just loaded the the video wrong. Like, you know, they had some mix up in the video room. Um, it turns out the defensive back that they uploaded was Michael Carter. Um, and when the Jets saw that in the draft room, they were like, um, check the paperwork. Like, did we did we get the right guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so they, they kind of got spooked for a second. Meanwhile, they went ahead and drafted the actual Michael Carter to pick two of their picks later. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. Michael Carter and Michael Carter the second. Yeah. So him and his son in the same, in the same uh, <laughs> draft. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with that. I think that, you know, that when you have a, um, a franchise quarterback, you want to get offensive linemen around them and you want to get talent uh, for them to throw to. So yeah, uh, that's been very serious about not making the same mistake they made with Sam Darnold. And that's that, that makes it to me a win. So that, that mistake was not getting enough offensive right. line talent or talent in general at the offense, uh, offensive talent period. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that those are your three wins: Bears, Baltimore Ravens, New York Jets. So yes. I had the, I also had the Bears. So my my second winner um, was Detroit, uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, who uh, in the in the top of the first round absolutely did nothing and had their the best possible player for them, Panay Sewell, offensive tackle, fall to them at seven. Um, he could have gone three. 
you definitely could have gone five. Um, you probably should have gone five. Uh, and then he drops all the way seven. Perfect guy for them. Um, they want like a kind of a smash mouth offense with their new coach, uh, Dan Campbell. Perfect um, spot for them to push for the running game, protect Jared Goff. Um, so I, I think they were very fortunate um, that he fell to them. But you know what? They they made the pick and they stayed there and they made it. So I give them credit for that. Um, they also picked um, one of my favorite uh, player names in college football. Let's hear it. Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah. Um, brother of uh, the Packers wide receiver, uh, Aquamius St. Brown. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a big, strong, talented guy out of, out of USC. So I think they, they, a couple of defensive tackles as well. So they're, they're kind of loading up for a team that is probably not going to be very good this year. Um, but a team with, if they add wide receiver talent next year, um, and maybe a new quarterback could be quite good. So I think they're priming, priming the pump, so to speak, um, in, in a good position there and did the right thing. Yeah. Um, at seven. So the last, uh, winner I have is actually the Eagles. Okay, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So they, so they initially, so we talked about it, you know, one of our early podcasts where they quote unquote tanked, right. Um, that last game to uh, keep the giants out of the playoffs um, and keep the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Uh, I forget right. how it was, but anyway, yeah. they lost that last game um, pretty much on purpose, which I didn't have a problem with. Um, so that got them the number six pick. They traded back with Miami to 12. And then during the draft, they traded up with the Cowboys traded with the Cowboys, which is, you know, you don't usually see that amongst their own division. Um, and they traded, uh, over the giants. So they got past the giants to pick, um, Smith, the last wide receiver of the top tier. So there was chase Waddle. And Smith were the top three yep. wide receivers at that tier. And then I felt like there was a big kind of gulf between the next tier. Um, and they had the, the capital from that trade back to trade up and get their guy. And I, I think he's a perfect fit for their kind of offense. They love those small, speedy uh, kind of uh, guys that can take the ball and run with it. So I, I think they made the bold move to trade up to, to get him. And I think getting him was um really key move and i also like i'm looking up the name now that the uh running back that they got um in in the middle rounds kenneth gainwell Mm -hmm. out of memphis um kind of a um a pass catching back i mean they they seem to just produce these pass catching backs over and over and over again but um a a huge fit for their offense and obviously they took a uh center out of alabama with their second round pick so um, talent at wide receiver, talent along the offensive line. Um, that that's really all all you could ask for for a draft for them. I, I don't again. I don't think that they're going to um, break through the the ceiling with this team, but it, it helps add talent at at places where they need it. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's a all right. smart one. That that wraps up our winners. We ended up with five: the Chicago Bears. We both agree on that. Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles, Baltimore Ravens, New York Jets. That's the one. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the losers, the losers. bracket. The uh, losers. So yeah, go ahead, give me, give me what you got. Bringing out the Ace Ventura reference. Nice <laughs> job. Th- those are those are um, universal, and they will never go. Old yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic Jim, right there. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, I think obligatory on any draft loser list uh, has to be the Houston Texans. Uh, okay. just because they draft, they had five picks, <laughs> um, and, uh, they spent their first pick on the quarterback from Stanford Davis Millis, who I believe I was rooting to go in the first round, uh, right. the rival, <laughs> to Tampa Bay, yeah. like just like a yeah. messing around pick. Um, yeah. but yeah, th- that, that team just seems like they're in such a mess. And, uh, when you're not picking until the third round and then you pick, you know, uh, a quarterback in that spot that I don't think anybody's expecting to like be starter material. Um, 
it's a uh, it's just I'm I'm looking at the guys they drafted David Davis Mills from uh, quarterback Stanford Nico Collins wide receiver team up north uh, Brevin Jordan tight end from Miami Garrett Wallow uh, linebacker TCU and Roy Lopez defensive tackle Arizona um, like this team has it seems like so many holes and so many problems and just the fact that they only had five draft picks is puts them on the loser stage automatically. Yeah, I actually um, did not include them because they had so few picks. I totally forgot that they were in the draft. Yeah. Um, so, and I agree with you. You're, you're picking a, in the third round, a player who ideally would not play for you. Um, so, you know, at, at a backup quarterback position. Yeah. Um, it just is in a team with so many holes. You know. Yep. That's, yeah, that's a bad use of your assets to do something like that. Right. Um, all right. I agree with you, not on my list, but I do agree with that. So go ahead and give me your give me your next one. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, um, not on my list. Go ahead, and tell me they're they're not on. No, they, no, they are not. Okay. Um, we, I think I thought we talked about this the uh, week before, maybe maybe before that, uh, which is they need they needed offensive line help. Like Dak Prescott was running for his life, obviously got hurt. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had the worst line or worst uh, um, statistical year he's ever had. Um, and they didn't pick an offensive lineman until the fourth round, uh, a tackle from Marshall named Josh Ball. Uh, before that, it was linebacker, corner, defense. So they went defense with their first one, two, three, four, five, six picks. Linebacker, corner, defensive tackle, corner, Defensive end linebacker. Um, I mean, they did need help on defense. They had one of the worst defenses, but um, that's a lot I of defensive pick yeah. for and, for a team. And I don't know offensive line help. I thought right the line help. Yeah, and Parsons is good, but I don't know if he's going to move the needle really um, on their defense from a linebacker perspective. Right, so you get he's going to get what eighty five tackles, like five yards pass the line of scrimmage, you know, like, I don't know um, if any of their, if, even if their defensive choices are, are going to be any good. So they, now, one, one other thing about that is the, in, in what is a sort of odd ish trade. Um, it was the Cowboys that traded the pick to the Eagles, right? Uh, yes. To get Devonte Smith. So that's just a strange you know, their division rivals, uh, you know, they, yeah, they really did them. They really did them a solid, yeah, which they, they, is surprising. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. That, that seems strikes me as odd. So yes. I had them as, uh, as my losers, one of my losers. Yep. There. And yeah. I mean, they, they really helped out the Eagles, but I think if they hadn't, that same player just would have gone to New York instead. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, either way that player was going to end up in their division. So maybe they, thought they might as well get a third round pick out of it. Yep. Um, but I, I agree with you. Not, not a very compelling draft. All right. Um, your third pick for the losers bracket, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yep. that one's on mine too. Yeah. So had the 17th over, and it's really just for this pick. Um, they had the 17th overall pick and they picked Alex Leatherwood, who is an offensive great, great, Alabama, go ahead. Great name. Though. Yeah, great really name. solid name. Probably could have gotten him in the second round. Um, right. So you got to wonder why they didn't try trading back uh, to grab more draft picks. Um, it, it just seemed like that's a reach. And with your first round pick, uh, I don't remember exactly who was on the board at that at that point. But if you could have flipped that into two or three more picks and still gotten this guy um, seems like it, that might've been the better move. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings got Christian Derrissaw from Virginia tech at yeah. 23. Who's I rated way better. I think is yeah. rated way better than Leatherwood at 17. Yeah. Um, so that, that one. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think they are, um, you know, they're, I liked make Mike Mayock when he was on TV, but decisions that they have made since going to Las Vegas with uh, have, in the draft have been so 
questionable. Um, you know, I think it seems like they want to prove that they're smarter than uh, everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Everybody else's rankings. But, you know, it's not like these guys have worked out, right? It's not like they're like, oh, man, they went off the board to get, I don't know, somebody two years ago and they turned out great. They right. really haven't. What's the so, track record? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and again, second round safety, like if they needed a safety, they could have probably gotten one in free agency for not that much and use that draft capital on something else. Yeah. Uh, that it, is a little that, bit more valuable. That safety is supposed to be uh Trayvon Morig, I think is how you say his name. Uh, yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good. Um, so, uh, but yeah, again, there, there's maybe that's a premier, that's a premier pick, you know, that, that, that second yes. round pick and, and, to spend it on a on a safety is that very well may be very good, but what's the right. opportunity cost of that pick? I guess is what we're right, exactly. About. And 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 often I wonder: is safety the running back of the defense? Um, do you need to invest a lot of money there, um, or can you get by with somebody that is you know less flashy but does you know? follows your scheme and does that gets the job yeah. done. I, I don't know that as well as I do the running back side, but I'm beginning to think that maybe safety isn't the glamor position. We, we thought it was. Uh, I agree. Ago. Yeah. It's certainly not. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly not corner, you know? Uh, yeah. Means the corner is way more important than safety. Right, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. All right. What do you, what's All on your list? All right. Yeah. So I also have uh, Denver on the list as a loser. Okay. So, they had the pick at ninth overall. Uh, Justin Fields was on the board at that point. Um, and they went with Patrick Sertan, cornerback, um, was probably a need for them. Um, but I, I think if you're looking at upside, right, um, you got Justin Fields. Um, their, their wide receivers are pretty good because they, they got the guy from Alabama last year as well. Um, so they didn't, didn't necessarily need Devonta Smith, but um, I don't know how you pass on, on a quarterback at that point when you have Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as your quarterbacks. They must really think that they are getting Aaron Rodgers. That's, that when they there. made that pick, that's like, oh, maybe maybe something something's in the works. Uh, it hasn't happened, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not as big a Drew Locke uh, believer as apparently uh, the Broncos are. So, yeah. So that that I found questionable, so I, I I threw them into the loser bracket. Yeah. Um. This I I I am uh, swayed by yours, but I I threw this team in here, the Bengals, um, just yeah, pretty much for taking. This. Yeah. So, um, I like Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is, is great. Um, it's going to be a star. However, I don't think you pass up a future Hall of Fame offensive tackle for a wide receiver just from positional needs based on the fact that also your your franchise quarterback got sacked a gazillion times last year and got hurt um obviously it's a huge weapon and somebody guy he can throw it up to but you know how you know how long does he need to throw it up like he needs a few seconds (laughs) so without an offensive line um you know joe mixon was celebrating this like now you can't you know put eight men in the box but you know, they're not going to need to because yeah, they got, the you know, four. they're <laughs> yeah, put four in the box, right? Yeah, you good. know, their premier offensive lineman sign, they were like, well, they got Riley Reef, so they're okay there. It's like, well, is that really true? You'd rather have Riley Reef than Panay Sewell, like uh, at the same position. So, um, and you could have had both, right? Um, yeah. So I, I like Jamar Chase. I thought he's, he was the wide receiver number one, you know, since last year. Um, but passing on Sewell there, I think is malpractice for their, their quarterback. Obviously I am, uh, biased towards getting offensive linemen to help your, help your team. Um, but that I thought was a loss for them. Um, it, it probably made Joe Burrow happy. And as we saw with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, you want to keep your quarterback happy. Um, but if he's upright, he's probably happy to. So. What do you think about this? An aside, I guess. What do you think about these like reuniting quarterback uh, wide receiver duos? Because the Dolphins did that from college. You know, the the 
trying to recreate like the collegiate magic. So the Dolphins uh, grabbed an Alabama wide receiver. The Bengals grabbed an LSU wide receiver. They played with the respective quarterbacks in college. Um, the uh, the Jaguars grabbed uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, to play Eagles did too. Like, Eagles did too. Uh, what did the Eagles? Which one? The, Devonta Smith matching up with oh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. So it's uh, like I wonder. I guess I'm thinking out loud. Like I wonder how how much of that was like best player that we believe is the best player available, or and how much of it was like actually you know maybe this would be like good rapport with our with our quarterback or something like that. I don't know. Well, I think um, the Eagles I talked about. I think that that was the they wanted to get that guy who was the best of the the tier there. Um, and definitely Joe Burrow was lobbying for Chase. Yeah. Um, I I guess I think when all else fails, when you have a quarterback, um, and this is why I like quarterbacks that can run, is that when all else fails, they can if they can move, you're at an incredible advantage um, because then you're playing 11 on 11. And then at that point when things break down, if the quarterback has played – a lot with the wide receivers or the receiver right in Travis NTN, if they know where they're going to go, then you have a huge advantage over the corners because they're just reacting. Um, so I would say um, there's something to it. Um, I don't think they did it on purpose, but I think it gives them an advantage having, especially with um, COVID restrictions. And I don't know if they will continue it this year, but they'll probably have less practices and, and, and certainly not play that much in the preseason together. Um, so anytime that they've had together is going to be an advantage, I think. Okay. All right. So let's wrap the losers bracket here. So, um, we both agreed on the Raiders. Yes. You had the, you had the Texans who barely had a draft. So I totally forgot about them. Um, and the Cowboys and I had, um, the Raiders as well and Denver and the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So, um, I, I think we have a good agreement on, on most of those things. We didn't have the same teams, but I, I agree with your, your picks. Yeah. As well. I, don't, I think, uh, yeah. so we, we matched up on the bears on the, on yeah. the plus side. I, I agree with all your, your assessments though. I, I looking at those teams, I, I, especially the Bengals pick, I think you and I were texting, uh, about what they were going to do and like what is you know what is going on here yeah. you know it, you have a young quarterback you have an opportunity again like the idea to put to pair that guy with an uh, offense a big offensive tackle that's going to protect him for the next 10 years um i don't know how you pass that up yep so yep. yeah so yeah we'll we'll see if it works out for them um another thing um another headline i guess of the draft that i just wanted to use to wrap up the draft yeah here is um at number three we had talked about this a bunch on the podcast um the the san francisco 49ers ended up going with trey lance yeah um the uh kid out of north dakota state north dakota north dakota state one of those teams yeah um so what did you think about that pick so san francisco um, they smoke screened us all, yep. right? Um, yeah, I guess they put a lot of stock in one of their, like the internal, like tests that they give to prospective players and that he, they, they believe that he scored off the charts on their, basically their football IQ test and, uh, was easily the pick to have there. Um, over fields and Mac Jones. Um, you know, I wonder if they were at two, if they like, if they would have made that decision, that's an interesting kind of hypothetical. Um, but there, it seems like they're going to roll with Garoppolo. They're going to do the Kansas city model or the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre model, whatever you want. Um, sounds like they're going to roll with Garoppolo. Let, let him, uh, let him learn. And Garoppolo seems like he's being a good, uh, I don't want to say good sport about it, but he's being professional about it. He's like, I'll, I'll help him out. Like Tom Brady did that for me. And uh, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out with all these quarterback picks at the top. Only time's going to tell, like half of them probably are going to be flops and uh, the other half, you know, a couple might be starter worthy and one might be a star, you know, you right. really just don't know. Um, so 
I guess time will either vindicate or not uh, that pick. What, what did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think just speaking to the larger quarterback thing is a lot depends on the situation. Um, so San Francisco, obviously a, a good um, quarterback coaching system. Um, the So he does have the advantages there. The one, I mean, it wouldn't be me. I wouldn't pick a player who only played Central Arkansas yeah. in the last year. Um, and then if you then sit him, for a year, he hasn't. Pl- he's only played Central Arkansas in the last two years, right? Um, so, yeah, you know, and he he's he's pretty raw. Um, so he's got like skills, but you know, Aaron Donald is not whoever Central Arkansas has at defensive tackle. No, right? he's so, definitely better. He's better. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think you know, just that game speed is going to be so much different for him, and it, it might work out. By all accounts, it seems like a very nice guy and, uh, you know, obviously pretty smart. Um, So it certainly could work out, but I wouldn't have the guts to make that pick, in my opinion, Um, just because there's so much riding on it and you're going with somebody who's, you know, uh, didn't look good against Central Arkansas. Um, And and getting back to the thing that we talked about a lot, which is a smokescreen, from what I understand... The only theory that makes sense to me is this. If they said, came up to three and they said, Trey Lance is the best player for our system. He fits our system. Great. We think he's a great quarterback. He's perfect. He has all of these IQ, right? They, they sang his praises at three. The thought is that maybe the jets could say, well, wait a second. Robert Sala came from San Francisco. Uh, their offensive coordinator came from San Francisco. We're running the same offense as San Francisco. Maybe he's perfect for our system, right? And, and just kind of take that, uh, you know, to heart and say, well, wait a second. You know, they think he's good for their system. Their system is our system. So yeah. um, we should we should just take him instead. <laughs> um, but you know, they did all this stagecraft and, and smoke screens and, and weird stuff where they didn't tell anybody on the coaching staff or scouting staff who they picked, um, who they were going to pick until they announced it on TV. So um, I guess they could prevent leaks. So, yeah. and I, I mean, I respect that. And uh, it's a good point. Like that at, at three, I guess you could be worried about a team like the jets with a similar system, like being like, oh well, if they're gonna do it, then maybe we should, <laughs> you know, right. maybe we should. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's a that was that's the draft got real interesting right away. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, it certainly could work out. It's it's a bold move, and um, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep Garoppolo for this year, it certainly seems like they are, um, or, or what they're gonna do. They're certainly gonna be. You know, if Garoppolo doesn't play well or plays like he did last year, there's certainly going to be some some smoke signals yeah, about you know switching quarterbacks. I mean that that is everybody talks about the the Kansas City model, right? Where they start Alex Smith for a year and they go to the AFC Championship, and then Alex Smith leaves and they start Mahomes and don't miss a beat. Yeah, but that requires your team to be good enough and your quarterback to be good enough uh, to go to the the conference championship. And also not have that quarterback controversy cooking um, if they play poorly. So um, I, I think you know it's an ideal for them to look for. But you know, if you're you know Alex Smith was great at, at that time in his career. Yeah, Alex um, Smith and, and Jimmy. Well, there's a couple of other right. things like Garoppolo was making 25 million. I think Alex Smith was making like 10 or 11. Right. So like yeah, a lot of money tied up in Garoppolo. Yeah, and, and I don't think Garoppolo or Andy Dalton in Chicago are the level of Alex Smith at that point. Um, so, you know, I think they could very easily play poorly. And, you know, Chicago is incredibly excited. I, I've segued back to Chicago, but they're incredibly excited about Fields. Um, this is like be. A, a watershed moment for their franchise. And if they start Andy Dalton, boy, oh boy, it's going to be trouble um, in the Windy City. I'll yeah, that much. I... I, I... How much of that is you know the posturing right now and right once you get the yeah I mean on and- again 
yeah, like uh, the fantasy football community is is up in arms that Urban Meyer said that Travis Etienne is going to be the third down back, right? Yeah, you know he said that. Now that's going to bear no resemblance to what he is yeah. in in September and October and especially December. So exactly, um, yeah, these things are taken with a grain of salt at this point of what they say. But you know what? It's good for us to talk about on podcasts. So we for that we appreciate them. Um, yeah. Any other um, things you want to talk about? Yeah. About the draft? So Just quick draft nugget. Uh, did you hear? I heard this on the radio the other day. Did you hear about the phone call? that Panthers coach Matt Rule had with, uh, I believe, their seventh-round draft pick, the long snapper from Alabama. No, I did not. Okay, so they call call this guy, I guess his name is Thomas Fletcher, uh, to tell him he's been drafted. And Matt Rule, like, just kind of launches in. He's like, hey, man, we got you, or something like that. And and the... (laughs) The, the player's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and Matt Rule's like, we drafted you, man. I was like, this is Matt Rule from the Panthers. We drafted you. And he goes, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> something something like that. Like, yeah, he, he very clearly had no idea uh, that he was even going to be drafted. And it's just this, like, you know, um, unadulterated, like, moment of joy uh, for this kid as he finds out um oh okay so i i just pulled it up um matt rule says oh we just drafted you and he goes are you kidding me dude chill out brother i cannot (laughs) (laughs) i cannot wait to help you and then he uh he you know he was just going off the cuff calling him dude like used a few uh used a few swear words uh but uh it's it's just like a a really good check it out It, it was um if you just google like Panthers long snapper draft. Um, the audio will be there. It's and it's just this like real fun moment uh, where some kid, a kid who had no clue that he was going to get drafted, is now on an NFL team. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's one of my most famous, our favorite parts about the draft. I love the cams in the house. I love the the little pods that they had with all the different you know family members in it that look like a little living room. So yeah, uh, I always like to see the family reactions and you know. You know, it's the biggest moment of these kids' lives. They're all kids, right? Um, for their parents, and you know, as we get old, <laughs> as we get older, I uh, I relate more with the parents than than the players um, for how excited they are for their kids getting drafted. So yeah, um, I mean, you you always, are right. Like they're 21, 22 years old. Think about that. Yep. Yep. So I, I believe the first one of the first people drafted in the uh, who was born in the year two thousand. Um, was drafted Jeez. this year. So um, if you want to know how old we are, it's that old. So, wow. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. That was, yeah. Wait so, up, wait <laughs> up, wait <laughs> up. Right on See yeah. you later. Yeah. All right. Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, right. well, it, it was fun. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes yeah. out. Like the, the, now the, now the next fun part begins. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where we get to get to draft these um, players for our for our fantasy leagues, our dynasty fantasy leagues. Um, I'll definitely uh, start looking at rankings here shortly. Now that we have um, players in locations um, and exactly like how they're going to play going forward. So um, I love the draft, and it was it was uh, lived up to the hype this year. Um, it was quite fun. Yeah. So um, now with the draft over. What are you looking forward to coming up? What are you looking forward to this week? Um, oh boy, I'm just I'm just looking uh looking to get through it. Uh, so let's see. Um, my high school team has its opening opening game on Friday, so that's exciting. Um, okay. And uh, I don't know. What are What are you? What, let me throw that back at you. How about that? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, what, what do they call that? The, uh, the, um, what's that method when you ask the question back? Oh, uh, Socratic, Socratic, Socratic method. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say actually that I'm, I'm looking ahead to the NBA playoffs. Um, I think that we're in the doldrums of the NBA season here. Um, there's a little bit of jostling for playoff position. Um, but pretty soon we're going to have our NBA, uh, playing games, um, the play-in tournament 
so to speak, a lot of teams are who are at risk of joining the play in tournament are pretty mad about it, <laughs> um, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um, they didn't have a problem until they're like, wait a second, I got to play in this. Oh, right. I, I guess hate there's this. like right. some LeBron James, you know, double talk going on right now. Uh, I heard right. on the radio this morning. It's like a year ago. He said one thing about it and now he's saying another. So, Always right, fun. exactly. So the, the other team that was mad was uh, Mark Cuban was mad. Dallas Mavericks there in like six, though they're in risk of going into the play-in tournament as well. So exactly, both all the teams that are at risk of it uh, think it stinks. Everybody else thinks ah, this this could be pretty fun. So um, we will certainly see what happens. That's coming up, not necessarily this week, but in a couple of weeks. So um, I'm keeping I, I am keeping my eye on the NBA playoffs. There you go. Um, and so, keep your eyes glued to the Hudson High Hawks uh, opening their season uh, on Friday. And keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. There and we'll is. talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, Jeff. That's it. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. So, uh, so shout out to your starting, your starting pitcher for Friday. You got that lined up? You doing an opener? What's the <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I mean, so there's new... Um, there's new pitch count um, rules, so um, there's like mandatory rest for a certain number. Like if you reach a certain threshold of pitches, there's a mandatory days of rest. So it does behoove you actually to have multiple pitchers be able to throw um, shorter stints. Kind of thinking about the opener thing that you know may as well. The enough uh, MLB teams are, are doing it. Why not us? <laughs> <laughs>